everybody to the Diamond Digest podcast. I'm your host today, Brian Schlosser. I'm here today with my boys, John and Nate. John and Nate, you guys want to introduce yourselves a little bit? Go yeah, Nate, John. go ahead. Oh, now you. Go you. You, okay. you. <laughs> I'm Nate Gilman. Uh, I've been writing for Diamond Digest here for, what, pretty much just since uh, the beginning of the season, maybe a little over the off-season out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and this is pretty much all I have to keep me going in this world because I'm <laughs> married and have two young kids. So, uh, you know, I, I live that life, and then I get to come and talk baseball with these guys, and it's awesome. So, what more for can you ask for? <laughs> Nothing. Exactly. I'm a happy camper. <laughs> Oh, I love it. All right. Well, I'm uh, I'm John Principe. I'm from just outside Toronto, uh, up in Canada. Um, a Red Sox fan, which kind of sucks. It's weird to not be enjoying baseball season as a Red Sox fan, but that hasn't been that hasn't been so fun. So this is my escape from that, as we get to talk about other teams that don't suck like the Red Sox. So uh, I'm excited. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So the so the three of us here, the only one of us that has anything in the playoffs is Nate, because Nate's a Brewers fan. John's got the That's Red right. Sox. So John's got the Red Sox. So at least he has something last year. And so, I'm over here with the Angels. So I've got nothing. I've got absolutely nothing. I'd have so, it. You while. at least had you at least had last year. My that's last true. year was 2014. <laughs> so like, that's, yeah, getting, you, that's getting yeah, a few years have, away. And you have Shohei Otani and Mike Trout to keep looking forward to. So you know, exactly. Yeah. Trout's the only, foot still works. The only <laughs> thing that I have to forward to look to for Mike Trout in any given year is just hoping that he won't get the MVP stolen from him because he sure as hell isn't going to make isn't isn't going to win the World Series MVP. It's true, right? <laughs> Not anytime soon, at least. Yeah. <laughs> So nice. since we're since we're talking about Mike Trout, I mean, today Brad Ausmus gets fired. Yeah. Like, and honestly, there was a lot of us that didn't see that one coming just because of the fact that he didn't have much to work with during this season. Like, uh, I mean, you got Mike Trout missing almost thirty games. You got Shohei Otani not playing healthy for almost the entire year and not yep. pitching. Most not pitching most importantly, um, Justin Upton was hurt until about July. Um, Lestella went down. Lestella went down. Uh, their best pitcher literally died. And then yeah. no no other pitchers on this staff, except for Trevor Cahill, pitched even uh, pitched 100 innings. Trevor Cahill was the only Angels pitcher to surpass 100 innings this year. Griffin Canning went down. Felix Pena went down. Andrew Heaney was hurt. So Osmus didn't have much to work yeah. with. And then he still gets canned after one season. No, as, and Brian, as I said to you, I mean, I think this is the move that probably surprised me the most out of all the managerial, you know, moves firings resignations whatever we're calling them uh you know over the last couple days and to your point i agree uh i don't know that in my opinion the angels underperformed whatsoever i think they had a tough year i think everything that went on with the team and you know everything inside the clubhouse the fact that they were able to make it to 162 games was good for them uh because yeah i didn't expect much else other than that I th- I'm wondering, like, so when the news about Joe Madden came out, um, that was when the big rumors about Osmus getting fired, short of just random people on Twitter calling for him to get fired because of, like, one movie made during a game. But then the speculation really started to pick up once it got announced that Madden wasn't going to come back. Because before Joe Madden went off to manage the Rays, he had spent 31 years in the Angels organization as, as a coach, scout, or a player. And, I'm like, I'm wondering if the Madden firing had any influence on their decision to retain Osmus. 
feel like it had to. I, I feel like as soon as that kind of became known that Joe Madden was going to be available, like that just really pushes the Angels forward and wanting to move forward towards him because if you're firing Brad Osmus, you obviously have to have some sort of something in pl- in place, like some sort of plan. And I feel like as soon as they saw Joe Madden there, that like this is worth this is worth firing this guy who maybe wouldn't be fired in regular circumstances, but because of the situation we feel we can put ourselves in with Joe Madden, they they seem to think that that uh, could be their best bet. I, I don't know. That's kind of the vibe I get at least from from them firing him right after Madden coming available. Yeah, I mean, as an as an Angels guy, I really didn't have too big of a problem with what Osmus was doing during the year. There was like. There were some bullpen issues that he would have game to game, but I mean, every manager is going to go through that where they make a questionable bullpen decision and it doesn't Absolutely. work. But sure. like a lot of it, I feel like was just pressured pressured by the fact that the pitching staff basically didn't exist this year. So all the bad decisions are basically just products of circumstance in Osmus's case, I think. But I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if you guys follow the Angels much this year, but their hitting was a lot better. On, as an entire team, like Sands, Mike Trout, the hitting yeah, was a lot better. They didn't than strike it out. Been. They didn't strike yeah. out a whole lot. The walks were up. I do remember <clears> seeing that. Yeah, they were a lot more patient at the plate, and I'm kind of worried about the coaching staff leaving with Osmus now. Yeah. Well, you have to assume whoever they're bringing in is. I mean, if Madden's coming in, I would assume he'll be looking for his own team of guys, anyways, right? Um, he's got a specific style and I think you either fit that style or you don't. And I don't know. I, I again, I, I'll be the first to admit, I don't follow the angels enough to know whether, you know, Osmus's guys would be a good fit for Madden or not, but I would assume mm-hmm. that, uh, he's going to bring in his own people most likely wherever he goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would think so too. Yeah. Like it's Joe Madden. He he's got guys, he's had the same sort of guys around him since his time in Tampa Bay. Like I feel like he's going to, kind of clean house and like you said brian that might not be the best thing for the the progress they made on their hitting approach last year i guess right like and i mean we're talking about madden as like a sure a sure yeah. fit like a surefire well, replacement in the angels right now and i mean well, i mean i'd love to throw out there i love joe madden i think he's a bright guy i think what he's some of the stuff he does in for the game is really interesting i think he's a horrible manager yeah, I, I, he's not a good field manager. I mean, honest to God, he. Only, I think everybody forgets just because the Cubs won uh, the World Series that he tried as hard as he seemed to be able to to blow it for them. Yeah, I mean, oh, absolutely. I open decisions, the, even, all the stuff with Chapman. Like, even when good. it happened, I hated the fact that he brought John Lester in in relief what? because he wasn't. It wasn't, he was trying to make it like a Bumgarner type situation where like John Lester was going to get this thing, but John Lester isn't that type of guy. He doesn't have that type of dominance that Bumgarner does or did, I guess. But I mean, I think there's something to be said about clubhouse presence, especially when a manager and you're establishing culture. I think it's overrated as a player aspect, but when you're establishing actual clubhouse culture and people that want to play for you, I think Joe Madden does fit that bill of a manager that that players like to play for. Yeah, yeah, I do think, I do yeah, think that has, manager. I do think that has a big effect more so than being like a player that people like as a teammate or whatever. Yeah, I definitely think you're right. Madden's definitely seen. He does all the the fancy suits or whatever on the the road trips, mm-hmm. like a lot of stuff that the team bonding brings stuff brings guys together. And I feel like yeah, that's an important part for getting uh getting a good team on track at the at the base of things for sure. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, 
we got the Angels now have a managerial opening. We have the Padres have an opening when they since they fired Andy Green. The Pirates fired Clint Hurdle. Clint Hurdle. Um, I'm forget. I think I'm forgetting a couple. Well, the Were Cubs, they? obviously. Well, the Cubs. Yeah, We're talking about Madden. Mm-hmm. Um, for now, I think that's it. I feel like there's still a couple mm-hmm. possibilities, but for now, that I believe that's it. And Bob Knight, Bob Nightingale today after the Osmus thing, he was tweeting out. He tweeted out a couple possibilities of experienced managers that the Angels could go for. He mentioned Madden, obviously. Uh, and then Joe Girardi, Buck Showalter, John Farrell, and Ron Washington. Now, if obviously all those guys can't get the job in Anaheim, but if one of them does get the job in Anaheim, how many of those guys do you think are going to get jobs in other places? I definitely think at least a couple of those guys. Like Joe Madden, I think, no doubt, he gets a job somewhere, obviously. I think Joe Girardi's probably going to get one. I think he's, I think he's going to the Cubs. That that yeah, is that, that would, would be interesting the landing landing spot for me too I think so I think those two for sure I don't know as much about Ron Washington I don't think so John Farrell I really don't think deserves another job and Buck Showalter maybe but this would probably be it for Buck so unless there's a job mm-hmm. he really wants I guess the Giants too the Giants job is the is Giants a, yeah the books you retired but yeah I don't know unless there's something that really intrigues Showalter I I doubt he's coming back this year. And the only one that really makes sense is like a win now for Showalter would be the Cubs. But the Cubs have been talking about David Ross as a fill-in. So I don't think that one's going to be open for much longer. That would so. be interesting. I like that. I, I do like David. Oh, we were talking about the whole culture thing. And I feel like a lot of those players in there, they already know David Ross, would really respect yeah. him as, as the manager. That would that would definitely put them in a in a good spot. That'd be interesting. I feel like it would be a little interesting class, though. So you got those people, those players that already respect David Ross as a teammate, but I feel like it would be interesting to see them transition into respecting him as the manager. Absolutely. I'm sure that is a transition to be made, but I think it's happened in, like, Philadelphia, like, with Gabe Kapler, Boston, Alex Cora. Like, guys have adjusted to to being managed by guys they played with. Like, Pedroia was able to take somewhat of a step back and let Alex Cora do his thing, even though they were teammates so I think it can be done. And mm-hmm. I think, I think you know, we mentioned Milwaukee at the beginning of this. I think Craig Council has done a good job. And granted, I think Braun at this point is the only player left that was that played with Council. But yeah, you know, it's, I, so. I, yeah. I believe that there, there have been others since he, you know, he's this is what his fourth year now, fifth year, I forget. But there have been so, others. Uh, yeah. and, and, you know, to John's point, I think you take a step back, you let the veteran guys do what they got to do, and you go from there. Yeah. So the reason we're talking about managerial moves, today is referred to by some people as uh, MLB Black Monday, which is the first Monday after the regular season ends. So the regular season ended yesterday, which means that there is time for reflection. So... Who do you guys think were some of like the biggest surprises and different disappointments, both on a team and individual standpoint? Hmm. Well, since I was going on about Milwaukee two seconds ago, I'll say the fact that they pulled it out of the bag again and even made the wild card is yeah. pretty amazing. As, yeah. as soon as as soon as Yellows went down, I thought they were done, and then they oh, went yeah. on like a they went on like an eleven and three run right after that. Yeah, no, they they stepped up. It's uh, I'm still amazed by it. Um, you know, I, I don't have high hopes for them moving forward at this point throughout the, the postseason, but, you know, at least it made for an exciting September. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, no, you can't can't be mad about that considering the circumstances. I think as far as disappointing teams go, the Phillies are one of the ones that come to mind for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Near the top, they spent all that money. They were so close last year before spending all that money, and they kind of just took a step back this year. And yeah, I really don't think uh, a lot of Philly fans had their expectations met this year at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised uh, you didn't go a little closer to home and uh, choose <laughs> the defending to... <laughs> champion Red Sox as I was your hoping biggest to just dance around that and just not mention <laughs> it at all. But it's that's probably even worse than the Phillies, if we're going to be honest. It's pretty close to it. It's the same team coming back minus a couple bullpen pieces, and they just completely didn't pull anything out this year at any yeah. point. Every time yeah. they had a chance to get close, they never did, and it was just disappointment after disappointment. So, yeah, you know what? Red Sox are probably up there, too. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. So even though they won 93 games, uh, or at least close to it, I'm going to – my biggest disappointment, I think, is the Indians, actually. Yeah. Just because I, I think they mishandled the way their whole season went. They had all that starting pitching. They had Kluber, Carrasco, Bauer, Clevenger, Bieber – Beaver performed way better than anybody could have predicted yeah, him to Bieber perform, but amazing, yeah. everybody knew going into the season that their offense was going to be a problem, and they did nothing to address it by using their surplus of pitching. So even though they won 93 games, I think they could have done something in the offseason that like, would have given them a chance to win more than they did, and if not overtake the Twins for the Central, at least get one of those wildcard spots, because they didn't do anything to address the offense until the trade deadline when they yeah, traded Bauer to late. Cincinnati. I think it, it was yeah. too late, and they got forced into that Bauer trade, which was good, but not great. I think if they, what you you'd said, if they'd done it in the offseason, they could have moved maybe not Bauer and gotten a similar package, or moved Bauer for a better return and put themselves and, in a better position coming into the year. And obviously, Bauer became more of a necessity for the Indians as the season went on because, I mean, Kluber broke his arm, Carrasco got leukemia, and that's not things that you can predict in the offseason. Clevenger went down but, too. Like, yeah, Clevenger went down much. for a lot of a lot of time. Yeah. Then, so yeah, I mean I, I just think they could have done better things to address the offense before letting like Jake Bowers and Tyler Naquin take regular at bats every day. You yeah. know, like if they had had forced in there. If they had had Yasiel Puig and Fran Mail Reyes, I'm not saying that this exact trade would have happened in the offseason. But if you have, if you theoretically have Yasiel Puig and Fran Mel Reyes taking everyday at bats instead of uh, Naquin and Bowers, like you're going to win a few more games. Yeah, when how it, with how far they finished out of the wild cards, not far. That four or five extra wins early in the season sure. might change their whole path. Exactly. Of the yeah. And for my biggest surprise, I'm actually going to pick the Nationals because yeah. uh, I mean, once they let Harper walk, even though they got Corbin. First of all, I didn't think Corbin was going to repeat like he did. Yeah, did uh, I didn't. No. I didn't think he was. I didn't think he was going to. I thought last season was just going to be a fluke, and I thought he was going to be another one of those pitchers that cashed out on a free agent season and then went back to the norm. But I don't he, think you're the just, only one that thought that. Yeah, he, <laughs> a lot of just, people thought that. He just kept on doing his thing, and I, he was huge to the Nationals winning what eighty nine games, making the wild card. Yeah, absolutely, and I feel like him being there is a big part of why they could actually go far in the playoffs, which is tough to say about the Nationals, but Corbin Strasburg-Scherzer is as good of a three-headed pitching rotation in the NL, at least, as that, he could probably put up. Yeah, so. exactly. And, and even for Game 4, when you got Anibal, Anibal Sanchez had a 3-9 ERA, and he pitched, like, the whole year. Even yeah, just having, was, like... He was solid. Even just having, like, an average uh, fourth starter for Game 4, that's something that a lot of teams don't have. 
Yeah, absolutely. Measured up to some other teams in the NL playoffs, fourth starter like Animal Sanchez could probably get the job done. So, yeah, no, good for good for the Nats. They pulled it out this year. They really did. Yeah. The only thing I'm worried about for the Nats is that bullpen. They 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 had by, oh, ER, by bullpen ERA, they had the worst bullpen in the majors. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like that's always no, there's there, you too. Yeah, there, there's no doubt. I mean, I think the, they'll manage the Brewers easily, in my opinion, because, again, they don't need to even worry about that bullpen. They can just throw out Scherzer and, uh, you know, every other starter they want to, and but they're not going to get far past that, yeah. uh, I think, you know, in the – Division series, what they'd be up against the Dodgers, right? I mean, I think that that's not going to bode well for them. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that might be a that might be a bit of a challenge. Speaking of guys that I didn't expect to repeat, though, Charlie Morton also, yeah, earning a wild card game start. Uh, yeah, to what 30, 37, 36? Good for Something him. Like that. When yep. I th- I thought he was one of those guys. He comes to the Astros, gets. Astroed and then yeah, literally. like is dominant and then once he left I just thought he was going to go back to like even like Pirates Charlie Morton yeah, at the end was like fine yeah. I thought he was going to and he got better this is like, probably he, the best season he's had yeah he's had an amazing season I mean you know what I think he, he had just under 200 innings pitched right um, yep. yeah and I mean and what I'm looking at baseball reference I mean a baseball reference war of five I mean I wouldn't have guessed that coming into this season. Not at all. Yeah, right. Just over three. Like, yeah, man, good for him. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a big Charlie Morton guy, but I just didn't expect him to do that without the, without the Astros, because the Astros just seem yeah. to turn everything into gold. Right. But it's not to say that the Rays are a bad developmental team. Obviously, they have to do something because of the payroll that they always have. For but sure. I just didn't expect them to. I mean. Do you think that's a product of the Rays coaching or like Charlie, Charlie just like held on to Houston things or I feel like he just must have been building off the Houston things because until he got to Houston career ERA plus of 84 then two years in Houston and goes up to 123. So he's really starting to get into things. I don't think he fully developed as quick as some of the other guys they've had come through there. And then now he's kind of the third year of these new mechanics and approach he has. I feel like he's got a 146 ERA plus. I think this is kind of just him bringing everything that he's learned the last three years full circle. And now they kind of needed him to be the dude there with Blake Snell taking a step back and everything and getting mm-hmm. he was hurt. So they needed him to step up, and I think he did. Mm-hmm. So, No, I think you're exactly right. I mean, it's all that more amazing, in my opinion, that, I mean, what, this was his age 35 season, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, it's the only person on here that's over 30, much less over 35, <laughs> I'll be the first to say that things just don't go well when, you know, you're creeping up in those mid to upper 30. So, I mean, anyone that continues to be dominant like this and improve like this throughout the course of their thirties is uh, worth talking about. And like I said, in my opinion, you know, really pretty amazing for lack of a better word. Absolutely. I think he's going to garner close to top five Cy Young votes, at least. He's oh, definitely, he, de- I, he definitely should. He could border top three. Yeah, he could I mean, be one, one of, with JV and Cole. He could be a fine. Yeah, one, one and two is JV and Cole, and that's just that's just how it is. But number three, you're looking at guys like Giolito. You're looking at guys like Charlie Morton. So, I mean, Eddie Rodriguez could get a couple votes here and there just because I'm sure there will be some people here and there that like wins, that like wins. Yeah, there's still going to be some voters <laughs> that like to vote off of wins. So, Eddie Rodriguez <laughs> might get a few. 
You're not wrong. I won't be mad about that. <laughs> it's a wild card game. We got Charlie Morton tabbed against the A's, and the A's have not declared a starter yet. So they got a, they got a couple options. They've got Mike Fires, who was really good following the month of April, even if his peripherals maybe said that he should have regressed a little bit. We got Sean Manaya, who coming off of shoulder surgery, I believe in 2018, was yep. more dominant than ever in his starts back. But, I mean, he's still only been like five or six starts. Mm-hmm. Or they could go two years in a row of doing a bullpen game in the wildcard game. What do you guys think? Nate, what do you think? Well, I think, I mean, I, I definitely think they're going to do a bullpen game. I think that's just plays to whatever strengths that they have at the moment. And that's thrown out there. You know, again, Minaya hasn't been utilized a huge amount, hasn't been stretched out. So, you know, give throw him out there while you can and get two innings and go from there is my opinion. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I feel like you don't have to use Minaya as a traditional starter. Like it's it would be the most Oakland Athletics thing ever to just kind of throw every starter and every pitcher they have and just mm-hmm. do whatever they need to do to crawl to the next series. That's just kind of how the A's approach things. So if they got two from Manaya, two from Anderson, two from Fires, then you just let the bullpen take it from there. Liam Hendricks has been amazing this year. Trinan's yeah. been pitching better. Like, they Trinan, really I could think, just piece it together. I think Trinan's out for the year, isn't he, with the back thing? Did they end up? I couldn't remember if they ended up setting him for the year because he, oh. he did pitch a little better than he did get hurt again i don't remember if it was the regular season or if he's coming back to the playoffs but i knew he had a back issue but anyways um so before i move on to the national league yes or no homer bailey will appear in the wild card game yeah sure you know what let's see some homer (laughs) bailey yes i say yes too let's let's, let's do it let's do it put it on record after Homer Bailey. After having one of the worst years of all time, I would love to see Homer Bailey appear in a do or die game. Right? <laughs> game actually matters. Yeah, that is just a wild concept to even think about. Did <laughs> he go last year like one in fourteen, something like that? He put the Homer in Homer Bailey for sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you've heard you've heard of Scorigami, right? For the NFL. Oh yeah, I love. Scorigami. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Homer Bailey was like one loss away from having the first ever like one in fifteen yeah. season or something like. that. I think he either did or, yeah, was one loss away from it because that was just awful, man. That was honestly the only thing that – that was the only thing that was keeping me from remembering – or that was the only thing that kept me remembering that Homer Bailey existed was just, like, hoping that he was going to get that one in 15 because otherwise I just, just forgot – I just that's completely awesome. forgot that he was a person. Yeah, that's – I don't blame you for that either, yeah. But, hey, I'm, I'm hoping to see some Homer Bailey in the wild card game this week. I'm excited. Yeah, why not? I think, you know, again, him stepping up would be a cla- – would- just be something I'd expect out of, Olden, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Homer Bailey, you know, coming in for the win. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think the athletics to a T. I think the American league wildcard game is going to be pretty fun. Cause you've got two teams that are like really similar in like philosophy. Absolutely. So I could, I could see yes. Charlie Morton, even though Charlie Morton's like the only, one of the only traditional starters that the Rays have, I could see Charlie only coming in for four innings and then Tyler Glasnow following him for two or three. Yeah, the government. Exactly. Sure. If anyone's going to do that, that would be Tampa Bay. They're going to piece that game together, matchup by matchup, inning by inning, whatever way they feel the need to do so. And all they got to do is win that game and you go from there. If you have to use everybody, you have to use everybody. That's just kind of the Rays way. So I definitely could see them going, approaching it like that. Yeah. yeah I, think, I think that game's going to be fun. So if you, yeah. go to the Nas- if you go to the National League, then 
it, it seems like it's it seems like it's going to be an easy choice. You got Max Scherzer facing off against Brandon Woodruff, who I think has only made one appearance since he came off of the injured list. Um, I mean, is that one going to is that one going to be as easy as it looks? Yeah, give Brewers I'm, fans some hope, Nate. Give us spin right. zone this into some hope. <laughs> so first of all, I think Woodruff's had I think he's had more than one appearance. I think hasn't he? I thought he was at least had two, but. Uh, you know, I think the fact of the matter is, you know, we were just talking about bullpenning or using a opener, if you will. I, I have very little doubt that that's what Woodruff's role is going to be, is that he's going to be out there for if he's out there for three innings, I'd be amazed. I'm assuming he'll be out there for two innings and mm-hmm. we'll go from there. Right. Uh, kind of like what he did know, last year in the yes, championship series. 100 yeah. percent what he did last year. And I mean, honestly, I. You know, I, I would have gone a different route. I know I was actually talking with uh, Joe Sheehan earlier. Where are we? Last week, I guess it was. I, I thought they should have started um, Hater. I thought that would have been a really cool situation really to have, yeah. have bring Hater out as the opener. Um, but, you, you know, I think that either way, you, you bring out a, a dominant pitcher for your opener and, and you go from there. And I think that's exactly what they're doing. Now, their problem is, is... The Brewers' problem is, is that they have to go against Max Scherzer, and as soon as Scherzer starts to, you know, uh, tire, they got Strasburg right behind them. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think the Brewers are going to see one pitcher out of that bullpen unless they find a way to, you know, break it open early or are just getting creamed at the same time. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm expecting I'm expecting that it's not going to go well for them. But on the other hand, they sure have surprised me over the course of September. And I think they've surprised pretty much everybody over the course of September. So who knows? Um, You know, obviously not having Yelich is a huge, you know, a huge issue for them just because they need all the offensive help they can get, uh, especially, you know, after they struggled or limped through Denver. But, yeah, I, I could keep rambling, but I'm not optimistic, but I'm going to be watching all of my fingers crossed. And I think if we can get through the first two to three innings without giving up a run, then we have a chance. But mm-hmm. I think if we go down early, it's going to be pretty easy for the Nats to just keep on cruising. And I will say, I will say Scherzer, I think you might be saying the exact same thing. Scherzer has struggled over the last yeah, few he has starts. the exact same thing. Uh, last he three has. starts, 6'11 ERA over his last three starts. Yep. Month not, of, not month of, Scherzer. Yeah, month of September, 5'16 yep. ERA as a whole. Not I good. Mean, it's a little nope. bit more of a human side for Scherzer. So. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Well, and the one game he started, the Brewers, I, I think... I mean, we did okay. We won that game. I'd have to go back and look at how many runs we got off of him. But, you know, we definitely at least managed to play well in the one game he started. Uh, and we, I think, played well. well. I know we, I believe we swept him during that series. So we mm-hmm. were able to get to Strasburg too. I don't have the statistics up in front of us. So it's possible. And that's why I said, if we can get through the first couple innings without going down, I think that we have a chance, but something tells me with the limited offense we have with Braun, you know, I I don't, I'm assuming he'll play. I don't know how well he's going to be able to run the bases, but with his, uh, you know, leg not being a hundred percent with Kane, I think, you know, I'm amazed that 
you know, if he's playing and not riding around in a wheelchair, it will be impressive yeah. at this point in time. Yeah. I mean, so we're just, you know, it's kind of the wrong time for us as far as all the, these injuries, obviously, to <laughs> be stacking up. Because um, I think a lot of people think about Yelich and forget everything else that has been going on with the Brewers as far as injuries at this point in time. But there's a lot of injuries in that lineup at the moment. So fingers crossed, uh, Grandal, Moustakis, you know, some of these other guys can step up and fill in and we'll see what happens. And like they've done it before. That is that is at least a somewhat of a saving grace. Moustakis has hit home runs in the World Series before. Grandal obviously defensively didn't look great in the playoffs last year, but he could still hit the ball. So these guys have at least been able to hit in moments. So it might not be the Brewers' best hitters or the best lineup they could put out because of injury, but these guys are at least still hitters that are used to the moment. So I think you can maybe get them up in the right positions. Like that could uh, could be a saving grace for the Brewers for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. It's like I said, I'll go back to it's just getting through the first couple innings and not try, having to place from behind. So yeah, absolutely, I agree yeah. with that. So before we get out of here, World Series predictions from both of you guys. Ooh, ooh, I gotta buy some time here and think about mine. What, what what's yours? I want yours. I, I yeah I yeah you mine. haven't talked that so. much. You're <laughs> <a plus question. laughs> I want so um. What I got in the in the World Series, it might be a boring matchup, but I got the Yankees facing the Dodgers. I got the Yankees knocking out the Astros, first of all. <laughs> yeah, okay, Red Sox fan. <laughs> but um, I got the Yankees beating the Dodgers in the World Series. I'm, I'm saying it's a three-peat for the Dodgers in the wrong way. I think yeah, that's that... Not, the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. See, <laughs> I, I, th- I think that... So the Yankees are going to face the Twins, and the Yankees historically have just bodied the Twins in the playoffs. And this, twi- this Twins team is a team that I don't think can compete on the pitching side. They have no starting pitching outside of Barrios, and like Odorizzi was okay. The Yankees don't have men- much starting pitching either, but their bullpen is so much better than yeah. the Twins. And that exactly. offense is equally as comparable in terms of power and just overall offensive ability. Than For sure than the Twins. And when you get to the Astros, I think that the Astros have that rotation. Sure. Granke has looked really human since he got traded to Houston. It's true. Um, and then for Verlander and Cole, the best way to get to each of them is by hitting home runs, which is something the Yankees, the Yankees can do. do. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. And I think that... It, I know the Astros' pen is good. Ozuna's good. Will Harris, uh, Ryan Presley. All those yeah. guys are fine. But... I think it's going to be interesting for how the Astros use those three because those are kind of their big three when the Yankees have like a big seven to choose yeah. from in their bullpen. They've got yeah. Chapman, they got Britton, they got Canely, they got Batantas uh, is out now, but Ottavino, yeah. Chad Green, uh, yeah. Lo- Lois, Lois Siga, I think. We just you're call him Johnny. Have, you're we just call him Johnny Lasagna, but you're going to have CeCe Sabathia out there who, in a, maybe an inning or two, can be a little more effective than he was. Like, mm-hmm. But I, I, you're not wrong. I can, I'm definitely scared of the matchup the Yankees kind my, of uh, have against that. My, my reliance for my pick is on the Yankees pitching depth as opposed to true, like, star power on their pitching sure. staff. Right, right. Yeah, no, I think that's all good points. It's interesting. I mean, I was when you asked, I was going to say it was going to be the Astros and Dodgers and that the Astros mm-hmm. would 
come out on top. I agree that I, I, I don't see, I mean, I'm, I think I'm assuming all three of us will agree that the Dodgers are probably going to show up for the national league. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately for them, I just don't see them nearly as strong as really anyone that the American league is yeah. most likely going to throw at them. So uh, whether it's the Yankees or the Astros, which again, I think we'll all probably agree are going to be the two in the championship series. Uh, John, you're not agreeing with me. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm, still, I'm still thinking about whether I want to give the Dodgers a lock to the, to the world series. Cause I really do oh, like, okay. I really, well, then do. why do you agree? I agree, agree, man. Then don't agree. At first, I was like, you know what? Yeah, Dodgers. Yeah. And then I'm sitting here thinking about it. That's why I was kind of zoned out because I'm like, you know what? I actually really do like the Nationals matchup. If they get through that Brewers game without having to tax those starting pitchers, I think they'd line up really well. And if someone's going to beat the Dodgers in the NL, I don't think it's the Braves or the Cardinals. I don't think it's the Brewers, unfortunately. I think the Nationals have the best chance to knock the Dodgers off. And I don't know why, but I actually think they're going to. So, Nationals, Astros, book it. You heard it here first. You read my article, didn't you? read my article, didn't you? I did. You persuaded me. (laughs) Actually, was what first put it in my mind. I'm like, wow, that is a three-headed monster. And, yeah, Houston's got one. But I don't know. In the NL, I like those three against anybody, including the Dodgers. So Yeah, that that would be my only... Only underdog that I could see making a serious run because I don't think the Braves have the pitching on either the starting or the bullpen side. The no, Brewers, the Brewers, we've kind of discussed their shortcomings. The Cardinals, I just don't think are that good. They're I think that really, I, I think yeah. they were just in a bad division. They but were. The Nationals, to me, have the best chance just because of their starting rotation, which well, is and- it's going to be ultra important in the playoffs. Right, and that's just it, though. Their starters have to stand up and pitch deep. Which has always been their problem in Washington. The Nationals have always come into these postseasons with a great Strasburg and just loaded, and they haven't performed what it mattered. So this is going to have to be a changing of that for them to to go farther. You're not wrong at all, yeah. But, you know, I just, as we were talking earlier, I I just, their lack of bullpen... Uh, just worries me during an extended series. I mean, it's gonna, during it's a gonna five hurt. game series, uh, it's absolutely it going to hurt. And yeah, on the that's, other that's hand, manage for sure. On yeah. the other hand, they're coming in hot. I mean, what? They're the hottest team in baseball right now, right? Yeah. Eight, eight, yeah. eight game winning streak. I mean, you know, honestly, I, I wish the Brewers, you know, were coming in with a little more intensity at this point in time because getting swept in Denver to then face these guys. I, <clears> you know, I've heard all the spin coming out of uh the clubhouse and from council but it can't be easy limping into washington and facing you know getting ready to face that team so uh, tough one to sell yourself on yeah for sure so so anyways i'll go back to i think it's going to be the dodgers coming out of the national league and i just like houston i think you know brian your points about the yankees pitching staff uh you know they're not wrong uh i nothing you said was wrong i just i don't know maybe it's my, you know, again, secret hope that I can watch, uh, you know, Kate Upton in the uh, in in the stands throughout the World Series. That's you keeping me both. going, but, right? Exactly. But I just, I they just seem to have some magic that I don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. vote against at this point in time. Yeah. I would definitely agree with that. I, I just think it's going to be too much. I don't think the Yankees starting pitching it. I agree with you. Once it gets to the bullpen, the Yankees have the advantage. But 
I, th- I don't think the starting pitching is going to keep them in enough games, especially games one and two against Cole and Verlander, mm-hmm. and I think that's really going to kind of set them back. And I'm hoping that's what uh, propels the Astros to the World Series so I don't have to listen to Yankees fans for the next six months. I got <laughs> to be honest, part of my reason for choosing the Yankees uh, over the Astros, first of all, those are probably my two least favorite teams in the league, so it's Fair. basically just pick your poison. Fair. However, I have dealt with more Astros fans than I have ever wanted to deal with during this past season. So I would probably rather have anybody else win besides them. And I never thought I would hear myself say that I want the Yankees to win over somebody else. But here we are. There's are are no they that bad? I mean, sweet. you know, again, I'm, I'm the only one here that's coming out of a, with, a, you know, being a National League team guy. Mm-hmm. So we, what, were they in town? I think they're only in town for two games. And obviously there aren't going to be a whole lot of Astros fans making the trek from Houston up to yeah. Milwaukee. But yeah. um Honestly, the worst part of it was the whole Jake Marisnik and Jonathan Luke right thing. Okay. That right. that was yeah. That okay. was the worst. That was the worst. It it never it was never really bad until that. Because then, then it just it never just really like, got better after that. It, it yeah. became like it became like all of baseball Twitter versus all of Astros Twitter sure. of like Astros fans like oh like well Jake didn't like Luke Roy didn't move or he moved in his way or whatever. And it's like okay, well Marisnik is like ten feet inside the line, but okay, yeah. And then it just never got it just never really got better. Because so you're telling me you're going to root for the Yankees. When that ALCS inevitably happens, you will be avidly cheering for the Yankees to win every game, baseball game? I'm telling you that I'm going to hope that all seven games result in a tie. But if one team has to move on, I would rather see the Yankees do it. That, that, sounds like we should, that sounds like a very Canadian kind of answer. And, you know, that came out of <laughs> I I was the, the wrong... What kind of right? answer? Exactly. Well, that's what I was just about to say. That didn't come out of the right person even. <laughs> I, I I think the Yankees. I don't think the Yankees will win. I think the Astros will win. But I think the Yankee. I want the Yankees to move on ahead of the Astros. If it came down to Dodgers Yankees, I think the Dodgers are going to be the better team. I think they would beat the yeah. Yankees. If the Astros move on, I think the Astros beat the Dodgers. That's fair. I definitely um, think the Astros. Beat I would. The I would definitely want the Dodgers to win over either of those two teams because I I do want Kershaw to get his ring. Yeah, that is. Kershaw, oh, Kershaw's long overdue in getting a ring, and I want I want it to finally happen. I would agree with that. Yeah, no, I don't have a problem with that. I don't really much care for the Dodgers other than Kershaw at this point in time. Yeah, but yeah, me as um, well. Yeah, you know, I, I could sit and we could spend the next half hour on here with me ranting about how I Justin Turner kills me the the fact he doesn't button the top button of his jersey. And <laughs> I just. It, it pisses me off to no end. I, <laughs> Seriously, honest to God. I mean, there's one reason I don't like the Dodgers. It's because Justin Turner doesn't button his ham jersey. <laughs> I think that's completely valid. No, I mean, it's, thank it's you. Fair, honestly. Well, and that's like hilarious. I said, if there's one reason I want the Astros to win, it's, you know, because one of their pitchers has an amazing looking wife. So, so you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm well grounded in my baseball fandom. But. Exactly, of completely valid reasoning for for both of these. So that's yeah, I, no arguments here. <laughs> All right, so that makes two for the Astros, and we got one for the Dodgers here. I'll change mine to the Dodgers just out of just for my own sanity against having to root okay. for the Astros and the Yankees. I'll root for the Dodgers to win. Okay, I can take okay. that. I can live with that. Yeah, with that. Uh, that's fine. I, I'd love to see the National League win. I I just don't see it happening. I no. mean, not. It's not the Dodgers specifically. I'd love to see any mm-hmm. National League team win, but it just seems like yeah. the last handful of years, the American League has been so dominant. 
Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. For, for the most we'll part, yeah. Basically just sort of those Giants, that five years where the Giants won like three in a row, but yeah. Every sure. other year, yeah. <laughs> so I guess in a, about a month we'll see how these predictions unfold. You guys, yeah, well, you guys well, got your say, same too, and then yeah. Well, and I was going to say, I think we should, you know, jump back on here after either the division series or championship series to do a World Series preview. Yeah, absolutely. We yeah, could do I a, like we could do a, I think that's a good idea. A little I bit of a preview based on how the uh, division series and the wild card games unfold, and then we'll just go. We'll just see what goes on from there. Absolutely. Yeah. Go. Uh, go. Everybody but the Yankees. Let's get the playoffs started. <laughs> yeah. Go Red Sox. Oh wait. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> hey, we're gonna put up some great scores <laughs> on the golf course this week. I'm, I'm excited to see Raphael Devers' golf game improve this off season. They got lots more time to be practicing on the course. So you know what? We're still gonna be out there this week. <laughs> right, well, thanks. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll catch you next time. Sounds good. Take it easy, guys. Nice.